1: Early in my years here I was uh, came on board in June 1970 and Roe against Wade was decided in January 1973 it is a case that is uh, controversial that is constantly uh, under scrutiny and uh, the There is a question, I suppose, whether whether it ever will uh, cease to be under
0: scrutiny. That was Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackmun with a statement about the landmark abortion case. Actually, more like it, an understatement that probably all sides of the abortion debate can agree on. It's from an oral history he taped in 1995, four years before he died. In this episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly, against the backdrop of Roe v. Wade once again under intense scrutiny... We look back at Justice Blackmun, his own words, and the opinion he wrote that remains the focus of endless news and intense politics 50 years later. On April 14, 1970, Republican President Richard Nixon nominated Harry Blackmun, a 61-year-old Court of Appeals judge from Minnesota, to the Supreme Court. In this clip from his 1995 oral history, Justice Blackmun remembers the day news came out about his nomination. One historical note, You'll hear him mention his membership in the Cosmos Club in Washington, D.C. When Blackman was a member, only men were allowed in. It wasn't until 1988 that the Cosmos Club dropped its 110-year-old men-only policy and admitted its first women members.
1: I I had uh, stayed at the Cosmos Club when I was down there, and the media never found out where I was, although the FBI did. But, uh, Were you a member of the Cosmos Club at that point? I was a non-resident member of the Cosmos Club. The number was at, uh, it goes back to my Mayo days. Actually, it was a good place to stay. At less expensive than Washington hotels, and more isolated and private. But um, anyway, uh, I was finally dropped off there, and I was hoping that they'd take me out to the airport. I had a i think a five o'clock plane or something but they didn't they just dropped me at the cosmos club so i grabbed my bag and scrounged for a cab fortunately found one they're not easy to get to get out there and uh, got to the airport just in time and uh, went in sat on an aisle seat back in the steerage um pretty soon uh, i was just putting my bag underneath the seat in front of me and a couple of feet came up, stopped right by me and looked on the other side and um, the occupant of the seat on the other side said to the man standing there, who is this guy Blackman whose photograph is in today's paper? And uh, the answer was, oh, he's just another old conservative. <laughs> and here I was underneath. I could tell who it was. And uh, what do I do? Do I stay underneath and, or do I make my presence known? And I finally pulled on his trouser leg and said, Walter, I'm here. Happen to be Senator Mondale. <laughs> and, uh... On May twelfth,
0: 1970, less than a month after his nomination... The Senate confirmed Harry Blackmun to the Supreme Court. The vote was unanimous. 94 yes, zero no's. The next year, Roe v. Wade. The landmark abortion case was first argued on December 13, 1971. It was argued again on October 11, 1972. The case was decided on January 22, 1973. In a 72 vote, the court ruled that a woman's right to an abortion fell within the right to privacy protected by the 14th Amendment, the ruling gave a woman total autonomy over her pregnancy during the first trimester and defined different levels of state interest for the second and third trimesters. Here's the opening story on the CBS Evening News, January 22nd, 1973, the night the ruling was announced. Walter Cronkite reporting.
1: Good evening. In a landmark ruling, the Supreme Court today legalized abortions. The majority in cases from Texas and Georgia said that the decision to end a pregnancy during the first three months belongs to the woman and her doctor, not the government. Thus, the anti-abortion laws of 46 states were rendered unconstitutional.
0: Justice Harry Blackmun wrote the majority opinion. Many others wrote to him. He got mail. Lots of it. Let's return to his 1995 oral history.
1: On that very day, however, uh, that is January 22, 1973, Lyndon B. Johnson died, and news of the abortion cases was distinctly secondary. A few days later, however, the roof fell in. The mail to the court proved to be the greatest in its history on a specific case or pair of cases. The record theretofore had been held by the prayer in the school's case. I well recall officers in the court standing at their posts, sorting mail into nine separate receptacles. I suspect that to date I have received over 70,000 letters about Roe. I have read nearly all of them, much to the dismay of Lewis Powell, He feels I should not subject myself to that stress. Letters on the subject still come in.
0: Two decades after Roe v. Wade, another milestone abortion case, Planned Parenthood v. Casey. On June 29, 1992, the U.S. Supreme Court reaffirmed the right to have an abortion that was established in Roe v. Wade, but opened the door for more restrictions on abortion access. Justice Blackmun was still on the court when the 1992 case was argued. Pennsylvania Attorney General Ernest Priate was just a few words into his opening statement when Justice Blackman, then 83 years old, interrupted with a pointed question about the opinion he wrote.
1: Mr. Chief Justice, and may it please the court, this court granted certiorari uh, on the question of whether five sections of our Pennsylvania Abortion Control Act are constitutional. It is the position of Pennsylvania that each of the five provisions is constitutional under the analysis that applied by this court in Webster. And further, Roe v. Wade need not be revisited by this court except to reaffirm that Roe did not establish an absolute right to abortion on demand, but rather a limited right subject to reasonable state regulations designed to serve important and legitimate I, state... Uh, Mr. Attorney General, I'm not so sure that's so important. Roe itself said that. This does not provide for abortion on demand.
0: Have you read Roe? Yes, I have. Thank you. Have you read Roe? Tough stuff. Two years after the Planned Parenthood case, Justice Blackmun announced his retirement. On April 6, 1994, President Bill Clinton and Justice Blackmun appeared together in a press conference. A reporter asked about Roe v. Wade.
1: Could you say a few words about the decision in Roe versus Wade, and about why you think it's been
0: important for women in this country? Your continued commitment to it, and where
1: you think the court might be headed on it. Well, I, I didn't come in here to uh, indulge in a question and answer session, but I'll, I'll I'll try to answer that. Roe against Wade hit me early in the uh, in my tenure on the Supreme Court, and. Uh, People forget that it was a seven-to-two decision. Uh, They always uh, typify it as a Blackman opinion. But uh, uh, I'll say what I've said many times publicly. I think it was right in 1973, and I think it was right today. It's uh, a step that had to be taken as we go down the road toward the full emancipation of women. On May
0: 22, 1995 the National Abortion and Reproductive Rights Action League held a tribute for Justice Blackmun. He discussed his famous opinion. People so often ask me, uh, uh,
1: you've been around an awful, awfully long time, you've written a lot of opinions, yeah. aren't there some you'd uh, write differently today? And uh, uh, what about Roe against Wade? Would you write it that way again? So far as Roe against Wade is concerned, of course I'd write it exactly that way. There's one... One little half paragraph in it I might uh, eliminate, but that went in at the request of another justice. And against my better judgment, I let it stay. But uh, if I had it to do over again, I'd take those few sentences out and let the rest stay, and we'd carry
0: on. Harry Blackman died March 4, 1999. Seven years earlier, he considered his legacy... On August 29th, 1992, addressing the Aspen Institute, he acknowledged what case he would, as you will hear him say, take to his grave.
1: I uh, apologize to you when I say this, but I never thought that I, having grown up on a lower-class, lower-middle-class neighborhood in the city of St. Paul, would ever find myself out there battling the tremendous forces that are weighed on uh, one side of the controversy against the tremendous sources on the other side. But uh, it's exciting, and that is what life has done to me, and in a way I'll take Roe against Wade to my grave. But I tell some of my academic friends that, look, I I have written a couple of antitrust cases, I've written a lot of tax cases, (laughs) and uh, just relieve me of Roe against Wade once in a while.
0: In 1994, President Clinton picked Stephen Breyer to replace Harry Blackmun on the Supreme Court. Justice Breyer spoke at Justice Blackmun's memorial service at the National Cathedral on May 9, 1999. Breyer's words about Blackmun's legacy sound similar to what Blackmun himself said.
1: His legacy obviously includes Roe versus Wade. Harry said, we all pick up tabs. I'll carry that one to my grave." But momentous as that decision was, it hardly captures the full range of Harry's Supreme Court accomplishments. These accomplishments reveal a vision, a conscientious, humane judicial vision, which he applied in one area of the law after another. I mention this range of judicial work which spans the full body of the law from antitrust to interstate taxation, because it leads us back to Harry Blackmun, the man.
0: Now Justice Breyer is retiring, replaced by President Joe Biden's pick for the Supreme Court, Ketanji Brown Jackson. Blackmun was right about how he would be remembered foremost for his famous opinion in Roe v. Wade, but he was wrong in another prediction about Roe v. Wade made during his oral history.
1: We're in a position to carry on, get on to other things now. Uh, Just as Brown against Board of Education is an accepted fact of life, although I suppose not entirely heated everywhere, Uh, I think Roe against Wade probably is ready to fade into the background and we can go on to other subjects.
0: One piece of evidence proving that prediction wrong, the subject of this very podcast is Roe v. Wade. That faulty view of the future also was held by a former clerk to Harry Blackmun on the Supreme Court, current Senator Richard Blumenthal. The Connecticut Democrat was Blackmun's clerk the year after the justice wrote the majority opinion in Roe v. Wade. Here's Richard Blumenthal on the Senate floor, May 23, 2019. When I worked
1: for Justice Blackmun, I remember we thought at the time, all done. All settled, no more issues with a woman's right to reproductive rights. Roe v. Wade was the decisive opinion of the United States Supreme Court, the law of the land, then and thereafter. Here we are, decades later, still fighting this needless and senseless
0: battle for a woman's right to privacy and freedom. And now a bonus clip. Here's one person you might not have expected to have doubts and reservations about the decision Roe v. Wade, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Here's what she said during her July 21st, 1993 nomination hearing to be a justice on the Supreme Court.
2: Once the states begin to change, then it takes a while, but eventually most of them moving in the direction of change. There was the one thing that one can say for sure. There was a massive attack on Roe v. Wade. It was a single target to hit at. I think two things happened. One is that a movement that had been very vigorous became relaxed, slightly relaxed. Didn't entirely go home, but it wasn't as vigorous as it had been or that it might have been were it not that the court seemed to have taken care of the problem. So one thing is the one, one side seemed to relax its energy while the other side had a single-target around which to rally but that was that's my what if and i could be wrong about that my view was that the people would have accepted would have expressed themselves in in, in an enduring way on this question. And as I said, this is a matter of speculation. This is my view of what if other people can have a different view.
0: Justice Ginsburg served less than a year on the court with Justice Blackmun. That's it for this episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly. A reminder, you could do your own searches in the C-SPAN video library. Look up more coverage of Roe v. Wade... Look up other Supreme Court justices. Look up other landmark cases. Just go to org and use the search bar on top, all for free. Thanks for listening, and happy searching.